Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Check and Study podcast and this is your host Shruti again. And we have with us a brilliant travel photographer Ajay Sood. His passion is to travel to places and capture the sights of the places, sounds and stories and lots more. So let's just know his stories, his travel stories, get a few travel photography tips from him and loads of travel loaded stuff. So let's just talk to him. Hi Ajay. Hi, hi Shruti. How are you? I'm fine. Uh, it's it's very pleasant here in Delhi today. It's been raining. So you like the rains? I love the rains. That's good. That's that's then it is pleasant for you for sure. Absolutely. Particularly when you're walking about in the rain and you're not stuck in traffic. Uh-huh. It, it's all very pleasant. Yeah, that's right. Especially when you're walking in the rain and you don't have to go to office. Absolutely. Yes. That's very pleasant. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. So, my first question to you would be like take us back to the start of the story. Like how did travel photography and traveling in general happen to you? Okay, uh, Shruti, like uh, most middle class families, our mm-hmm. lives were all routine. Uh, you know, morning get up, get ready, go to school, come back, all the time um, visit friends here and there and that's about it. That was the total excitement of the day. Uh-huh. Uh, and travel was a great break in the routine so that's when i kind of got hooked to travel okay. and uh, as far as travel photography is concerned my the bug bit me when my first daughter was born that's when i bought my first camera and uh, there was no stopping ever since after that my wife she became the country head for digital cameras for kodak and every new camera would uh, come home as a sample and i'll be trying it out and so on and so forth so that's been some 23 22 years back and now today i am uh, loving it because i'm full time doing travel photography and traveling around oh that is so sweet so your photography passion basically started with your daughter and then you shifted to sceneries yes absolutely <laughs> oh that is really nice so so your wife being into the industry you got in to use like various other gadgets and stuff that that's pretty cool absolutely Yeah. So, um moving on talking about Tibex which was which happened recently and even our team was there at Tibex so we got to work a lot on it and it was so much fun and you were like you know the only Indian speaker at Tibex. So how was your experience there and how was it conducting a session there? Okay, uh, my first Tibex or travel blog exchange as it is expanded. Uh so that was uh, I attended it in Bangkok. this was october last year okay and that was tbex asia and first ever tbex asia and i realized that uh, here is a platform uh, which is great for bringing together the travel bloggers the companies which are into travel uh, travel uh, tourism boards and also uh, publications which are into travel mm-hmm. so it was a great platform uh, but that being my first uh tbex i was kind of uh, meandering through and you know still uh, finding my way through it uh and then subsequently when uh tbex stockholm was announced which is tbex europe this i must say is the more mature of the lot because uh, this is i think fifth or sixth time they are uh, holding this conference in europe So this was a bigger TBEX, and I think a total of about seven eight hundred people were attending this. Mm-hmm. 
So the experience was remarkably different from that in Bangkok. I was actually thrilled when they informed me that I will be speaking there uh, because uh, it was a huge honor and a privilege as I was the first Indian to have been offered to, uh, you know, offered speakership there. So the topic that I had that was of my uh, choice was architectural photography. So that's what I had spoken on. Check-in story had very kindly uh, relayed it through Periscope live. So that was also a, a great boost to the whole session. Overall, the experience was very, very good. Um, I, I see that there, there are a lot of serious-minded people who attend the TBEX. And uh, they take back a lot from any or every session that they attend. So it was a great experience overall. Well, that was awesome, Ajay. And to be very honest, our team was really, really very excited and happy to have met you there. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Uh, it is actually mutual. I loved uh, meeting uh, your teammates there. Cool. So, Ajay, tell me, what is the whole procedure that you follow? Like, as in, uh, do you think about the story and then go to the relevant places and capture it? Or uh, do you go to the places, capture the pictures and then create a story out of it? So, it's chicken and egg situation. Oh, okay. So, uh, both happen. Mm-hmm. I sometimes uh, first uh, have some story in my mind before I hit the destination. And uh, in some cases, I visit a destination, uh, take in whatever comes my way and then come back and uh, create differing stories, various stories. Uh, Like in Israel, I was clear that I'll be getting a story on uh, Jesus because that's the land of Jesus. And uh, right from uh, the news that uh, Virgin Mary will have baby Jesus to the time when he finally uh, ascended to heaven. All that happened in Israel. So I was very clear I'll be getting this story. So in that case, the story came first and then I then I visited the place. But in the same place in Israel, I also had two or three other stories which came my way once I was there. So one of them was Akko or a city called Akre. This is a um, old medieval township with a fortress which was used during crusades. So that was a very interesting story. Another one was the Wailing Wall. And the third one was the Holocaust Museum in Jerusalem. So all these stories were... Uh, um, I hadn't thought of them before going. But I created them after my visit. Wow, that's cool. So you kind of work in both the ways. Yes. So which one do you enjoy more? See, uh, there is a bit of a pressure when you are already... When you have already thought of a story and... Then you are making a visit to the destination. Mm-hmm. Then there is a bit of a pressure to actually get that story right. Get all kinds of shots which uh, can, you know, add to that story. Can actually elucidate that story better. Mm-hmm. So that pressure is there. Uh, so I enjoy that. So planning is definitely something that I enjoy. And then... This bit of pressure of, you know, getting it right, getting all the shots which are necessary and all that. So this I enjoy that in one way that is my adrenaline flow. But then the other things which come my way as bonuses, those are also enjoyable in their own way. Well, I do agree. I mean, these creative stuff, you know, they have the pressure of their own and plus they have the reward of their own. So 
Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. So moving on, uh talking about some of the stories. Um can you give our listeners a sneak peek into your Bhim Betka story? <laughs> okay. Bhim Betka is actually a a story in which I have time traveled. Uh see, I am a photographer which essentially translates to drawing with light or drawing by light. When you translate photo and graphy, that's what it means. Uh, so I said, okay. Uh, even those cavemen who had done the paintings thousands of years ago, I'm sure they would have also waited for the light to be there to be able to paint there. So that's how I created the entire story of me time traveling back eight eight centuries, being one of the cave artists painting there, and then quickly bouncing back to present day and uh, landing there. with my camera so instead of this time around uh, uh sketching or painting on the rock i was doing so on silicon chip so that was how i had created that story well that is that sounds very interesting so ajay tell me what inspired you like to cover this bheem bedkar story or to go with it see there is a normal way of writing travelogue which is essentially your experience over there the way you have actually consumed a destination or taken in a destination uh, uh, when you are doing that there is a limit to being able to become evocative mm-hmm. how to get your reader engaged or involved in an experience that you have enjoyed so that it comes alive for them and they also start to enjoy it so that normally is how travelogues are written and most travelogues are written in first person or third person but in this particular case what i wanted to do was to transport my readers back to the time when the uh, the art was being created so that's how i kind of uh, started writing it and it flew well well that's that's great and amazing So are you a cave lover Ajay? I have visited a few caves but I you can't call me a cave lover. At <laughs> times I feel very claustrophobic over there. Oh, uh, yeah. the caves I really really enjoyed are uh, besides this rock shelters in Bhimbetka. The other caves I really enjoyed was this uh, interesting site in Vietnam called Halong Bay. Halong Bay has a um, lot of these tiny islands mm-hmm. which have caves in them. and those caves are filled with stalactites and stalagmites mm-hmm. and what vietnam government or tourism has done is they have illuminated these stalactites and stalagmites in brilliant colors so you have neon pink and neon green all kinds of uh, lights you know uh, illuminating these caves and it's a very fascinating place to visit well that's cool Okay so moving on um Ajay many of our listeners would want to know how do you exactly do the post processing of the photographs that you take Okay see first things first I want the listeners to know that we are not in the business of taking a photograph we are in the business of making a photograph okay so which basically means that clicking an image is half the job done you have to now make that image come as close to as your eyes saw it you have to bring it as close to how the human eye had perceived that particular uh, landscape 
or that particular scene. For that, today's cameras have a limitation. The limitation, okay, now coming to some jargon, uh, the limitation is that cameras today have a range of about 12 light stops, which translates to uh, the darkest to the brightest, the contrast ratio um, or the contrast range to be 1 is to 40,000. So if the darkest area is 1x, then the brightest area can be 40,000x and that's the limit to which the cameras go. But as far as human eye is concerned, what we can perceive goes up to 2 million X. Okay, so human eye sees a lot more contrast than the camera can capture. So which means post-processing becomes a must. Uh, the chosen tool that I use is Lightroom. I have a subscription, a photography subscription to their Creative Cloud. And Lightroom is my chosen tool. I do not use Photoshop because I consider that to be a digital manipulator or digital artist's tool. Uh, Lightroom is enough for me to do what in films era I could have done in the darkroom, which means dodging, burning, etc. I can handle that bit in Lightroom and that takes this 12-stop limitation of cameras to something like up to 15 stops. Or from 40,000, it takes you to uh, about... 3,20,000x, which is good enough to give a simulation of what human eyes saw in that scene. So my post-processing, therefore, is all done in Lightroom. Well, that was really interesting. I'm sure many of our listeners were actually interested in photography and travel photography. Got a lot to take home from this answer. Thank you. So moving on, uh, since we're talking about post-processing and what all do you use and also I have to ask this question, what kind of equipment or gear do you use? The lenses that I use are from ultra-wides to moderately tele, which means I use lenses starting from 17mm, I have a 17-40, there is a 24-70, then I use 70-200 and for architectural stuff I also use a specialized lens which is called perspective control lens mm -hmm. or a tilt shift lens. I use a 24mm TSE for that. And the camera that I'm uh, currently using is uh, Canon 5D Mark III, EOS 5D Mark III. So that's the one which I'm currently using. Uh, my principle for any given day of a shoot is that I walk out with one camera body and one lens which is already mounted on that camera so I do not lug around various lenses during my day's shoot so I make up my mind that today I'm going to shoot architecture so I'll walk out with a TSC lens and that's it or today I'm going to shoot street so I'll walk out with my 2470 and that's it well alright that's great I mean so you basically know what you want to capture and then accordingly you take your equipment with you Yes, and also it uh, it helps your mobility. As travel photographer, mm -hmm. you can't walk down with the weight that you're carrying. Actually, you can't be lugging around too much because uh, in any given day, mm -hmm. you're out on the streets for 8 hours, 9 hours, 10 hours with maybe a break or two in between. Mostly you will be walking. So typically in a walking, uh, typically in a working day when I'm actually out shooting, or in a working week when I'm out shooting, uh, I would uh, actually have walked over a lakh steps, which is 100,000 steps or more, 
which translates to about 75 80 85 kilometers so like when you're walking so much obviously you cannot carry like heavy weight and heavy equipments or gear absolutely yeah that's true so well there's a lot of technical stuff now let's move on to something on a lighter note uh, let's talk about uh, child stories so mm-hmm. ajay tell me anything you know like funny interesting or something like really great or something some completely out of the box that happened to you while traveling okay i'll share a couple of these stories with you uh-huh. uh, one of them happened in scotland okay we were on this whiskey trail mm-hmm. i i had done the uh, speyside trail in scotland and we had a guide on our uh, little minivan uh, his name was andrew so andrew just before we hit this little town called tomintool he asked me is it would you like to try some fine single malts free i looked at him i said i would love it so yeah, he says okay okay no for free drinks anyways <laughs> absolutely and those two like really small batch very very fine single malts produced by small distilleries which wow. are otherwise unheard of yeah unheard of in duty free shops so uh, we land in this town he says okay now you got to be meeting a guy called mike drury so mike and kathy drury they run this place called the whiskey castle in tomintool uh, this particular store has over 500 different small batch and single uh, cask uh, single malts which they ship to across the globe mm-hmm. so now this particular uh, store before entering he told me he says just talk to mike and uh, tell him Uh, that you like uh, chill filtered whiskies so i said uh, okay uh, i'll i'll strike a conversation and i'll uh, tell him that so which is exactly what i did and the moment i said that mm-hmm. mike suddenly blew up he's a what chill filtered crap you're talking about let me tell you non chill filtered whiskies are better and sure enough he started pouring drinks out into little uh, uh, you know shot glasses and one after the other i was sampling those and i was tasting those so andrew looks at me from distance winks at me i also winked back at him <laughs> and i was enjoying the single balls uh, well these were free drinks all right but i ended up buying a, a, a 50 pound gem from there but that is a different story altogether <laughs> but uh, this was one very interesting thing that you actually provoked this guy into <laughs> actually giving you more free drinks yes the other instance happened in beijing i i had uh, woken up early because i'd heard of you know all these tai chi practitioners coming to temple of heaven in the morning for their uh, morning exercises and routines so i wanted to go and shoot that so i went inside temple of heaven it was it's a huge place it's four times the size of forbidden city so you can imagine that it's it, it's spread over i think a couple of hundred acres or even more so i went in and i looked at the place walked about i think i spent a couple of hours or maybe more walking around and shooting and all of that and suddenly i had twisted my ankle few days back so that started to act up and i was in great pain that's when i decided to exit from temple of heaven and i took the east gate and uh, i wanted to check with people in case anybody knew of any pharmacy a medical store or whatever where i could 
pick up some uh, pain relieving spray from so there were these uh, traditional fan dance practice was going on and there was a mixed group of men women uh, young old all 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 age groups over there and i went and asked them whether they could guide me to a pharmacy mm-hmm. uh, they did not know english and i did not obviously no chinese so <laughs> we resorted to sign language so i basically showed them my you know ankle and calf and told them that listen uh, i have some pain in it i made faces i actually uh, uh, dumb sharded uh, some spraying of uh, my ankle and stuff so they kind of uh, those good folks they laughed they 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 uh, they understood that perhaps i am in pain or whatever they understood so one of the persons yeah one of the persons he guided me so like with very elaborate hand signs he told me you walk out go straight for so much distance then take a left and then take a right and then on your right you will find a mall etc etc so i followed those instructions through with him i repeated those uh, by you know making those hand signals and finally i you know hobbled out and walked to this place which he had told me about so i suddenly find myself you know in front of a four story building uh, which seemed ramshackle so all the same i walked in uh-huh. there was no there was no lift so i went all the way up to the fourth floor and uh, guess where i find myself in a stocking section of <laughs> Oh, so that's what they got from your sign language, okay? <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, what had happened despite all that pain? I help laughing out loud to myself. <laughs> so oh, crazy, man! I know. <laughs> that travel actually puts you in similar situations often. So. Yeah, well, sign language can be totally mispredicted. <laughs> That's the story. <laughs> oh, but they couldn't, couldn't they? Like, just guess from your facial expressions. At least, I mean, who will show expressions of pain while wearing a stocking, man? I know. Except uh, if my if my acting was that good, I would have been in Bollywood. Perhaps. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> So cool. So talk about stories. Um, we spoke about the places that you go and the stories that you capture. So, mm-hmm. uh, what is the best fascinating story that you wish to work on? Like you haven't yet worked on, but it's still there in your mind, and you want to bring it out. Okay. Uh, see, there are couple of these which are um, uh, uh, way up there on my bucket list. Uh-huh. Uh, one of them is. Uh, till my body permits i must make a visit to antarctica okay now that's uh, for various reasons one is because uh, blue ice is a dream for any photographer i want to capture blue ice mm-hmm. okay the other is there are tons and tons of penguins all across and i would love to you know see them frolicking around me and capture them so that's one story the other one for me is peru i definitely want to uh, visit uh, machu picchu and areas around that because the culture and the uh, the kind of architecture that uh, 
exists over there which is from um, thousands of years back is fascinating so that's another one and the third one is galapagos islands which is where uh, figured out that we are actually uh, you know descendants of monkeys so <laughs> that's the <laughs> other place which i want to <laughs> visit so these are the ones which are uh, definitely high up on my bucket list well that sounds like an interesting lineup i hope you get to work on them and get to finish them as soon as possible i would love to see that on your side and in mm-hmm. fact it will be a great side for all the listeners also and we'll check it out later and yeah i mean the blue eyes and the penguins and all that so it will be good to see through your angle and your lenses yeah but right right now my immediate travel plans are slightly more uh, uh basic and boring i'm i'm off to bali and singapore oh come on right. travel plans can never be boring like you can't say boring and and, and uh, so in september i go to bali and singapore uh-huh. and in october i travel and that is for again tibets oh cool yeah this october the this conference is happening in manila so moving okay. on the last note um do you have any tips for our budding travelers out there travelers or maybe the people who want to get into travel photography any any tips for them the top tips okay the first thing first uh, travel photography is hard work and unless you're passionate about it do not get into it it is not just hard work it's lot of investment initially yeah. uh, before yeah. we before you start to even uh, you know see the money coming in so there is lot of investment that you need to put in up front so it's like any other business when you start a business there is a initial investment of time money effort and networking etc will have to uh, play a large role in this so uh, be prepared for all of this and only then get into it that too if you are on you're passionate about it otherwise stay away from travel photography okay you can just be a happy go lucky photographer but uh, if you want to take it up seriously as a profession then be very clear that you are going to be investing some time some money and some effort into it for a couple of years if not more and then only start to get some returns so this is one the second is it is not a glamorous job it's hard work you will be actually finding yourself uh, you know you will be actually hauling your lazy ass out before sunrise if you are shooting that so it's it's not a um, glamorous job that you make it out to be it is hard work and it requires lot of discipline so even if you drink heavily the previous night you still need to be up before the sun is up so just remember these things that's super cool so all you guys out there did you listen to it so if you're very passionate about it then only get into travel photography because you need to have the heart to put the whole soul into it so Absolutely. cool exactly acha thank you so much for that amazing message and it was such a pleasure talking to you it was i want to talk about check in story briefly if it is all this all right with you Yeah yeah sure. Okay, uh, I hadn't heard of Check-in Story till I met Pratik and Soham out there in Stockholm. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized that uh, what these guys are doing because they came in there as sponsors and they looked rather young and uh, uh, it was a startup and so on and so forth. So I was wondering what these guys are doing there. So uh, they told me briefly about Check-in Stories and how this is going to be a place where only any uh, you know content with merit 
will score and stand out and rest all will actually um, uh, it, it will vanish in oblivion so that was a very interesting concept so i quite liked it and ever since i've been uh, you know following what all check in story has been uh, doing and uh, i think you guys uh, have a great thing going there just be at it make it a success good luck to you for that thank you thank you so much well guys that was ajay and those were some of his amazing stories and i hope you guys had as much fun as we did and let us know what you think about this episode and his stories in the comment section below or you can even chat with us on facebook with the help of our check in story bot and i'm putting up ajay's website link in the podcast notes below so do visit it and know more about this amazing traveler and get to see more amazing pictures he captured well that was it for today's episode i will be back again with more fun and more travel loaded stuff so this is shruti signing off till then keep traveling travel safe and do not forget to subscribe to our channel on soundcloud